On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Yes, we got Heath and Zach and Jimmy in, and Matt is off in, you know, Wonder Wonderland doing some kind of a, probably a sitting on a beach or something. No, he couldn't make it. He was tied up. But we got the other part of the team, Zach and Jenny. What's up? Hey. Hey, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I'm a perfect Santa. That was a really deep and just ferocious ho 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 so yes I, I like that it wasn't overstated you didn't overplay your ho 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 hand <laughs> I, i've kind of i yeah. kind of played it perfect right yeah, right, like right nice and low just yeah. kind of humble yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's good are you guys ready for christmas so the day this comes out it will be christmas eve, christmas eve. Right? eve. oh gosh christmas are, eve. Are this, is this your first christmas as a married couple no, technically, oh, technically last year technically second yeah. right last year it was right. like right Our after anniversary the uh, was just last week so yeah i love that pretty picture you sent Thanks. Yeah, that that was one we took uh, on our way into the venue, and we were there was just a little mirror right there, and I was like, "Okay, real quick, let's just snap a pic and click." So I love that it was your idea that you took the pic. Yeah, you know, just one of those one of those little things that like we didn't we didn't post anywhere, didn't get published, but we thought this is a sweet one. Actually, a lot of our photos didn't get published. We, but that's a time for that's a story for another time. Christmas, right? <laughs> we we would probably have no pictures if it wasn't for my wife. Yeah. telling us to take he pictures. He never oh, wants good. to take a picture with me. It's just in the moment. Like, right? tell me, other wives out there, girlfriends. It's not that I don't want to take a picture with my wife. It's just that what I typically it? don't like to stop while we're in the middle of stuff and 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 take a picture. Right. Just, document it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, does anybody else have the realization? too of like I'm looking I mean this is exciting because Brighton's three for this Christmas so she really really gets it yeah you know and that's exciting but it's also just kind of like it's kind of stinks when there's no parents around like and you realize you are the parents you know like, oh my like gosh that, Heath and I just realized that, that like last week you guys like like Santa isn't coming yeah well, this no, is our we first. We are Santa. Th- we are Santa. Th- because before we went to one of our, even though we're like in our 30s, uh-huh. we would go to one of our parents' houses for Christmas. Right. Even once we're, even like when we were dating, again, in our 30s. And once we got married, and even <laughs> when Brighton was like, I mean, one or two, one we would and wanna, two, and yeah. now she's three, and we're for the first time doing Christmas on our own, and like no one's going to show it's up. Like no grown ups. And, like, do Santa. We're, See, we're the only grown up. This is one of those things like in like said. the adult handbook where there's just like the pages are blank. Yeah. Like, what's 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 the what, what do you just wait? Till, like, we just do what we just follow what other families do on okay. Instagram and we just, and we just do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we just do it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, we just do exactly what we did growing up. What got done to us really is is I'm excited. I'm very like like last year was fun too because she did know. But like this year, she really gets the fact right. that Santa and all that, and I'm like really excited and to she's see been her face for the same thing. 
consistently because oh, I've heard a lot about the big switch that kids do. I've heard about this from other parents yeah. that they'll like, you know, be like, I want, you know, Barbie, 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 Barbie. And then like Christmas Eve night, they're like, I want a scooter. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? No. Uh, what's her big, what's her big wish list item? She wants a Jeep. A pink Jeep. <laughs> Heath, what have you done? Now exactly. I've done everything in exactly. my power to make this exactly. happen. Right, yeah. So and, like and, and Jenny's done everything to try and get it out. She's been like, so so. what are you going to do with that? And she, Brian's like, try it. And yeah. she's like, dang. She oh, does no, get she what it is. She actually gets what it is. So anyway, there's that. That's that, exciting. That is one. I have done a good job of getting this ingrained in her head enough. Is, uh, is Santa getting milk and cookies? Yes, we have been baking for like the probably vegan free, gluten free, or something. Oh my gosh, the tragedy! Santa's a whole egg, whole milk man. (laughs) So sad that Heath has to live with us. But yes, we do have vegan cookies for Santa. You're welcome, Santa. That's exciting. (laughs) We do. It's true. True. He's in the Lone Star State. He's going to need something. Miss Claus will be eating those cookies and milk. (laughs) Well. You know, somebody will enjoy them. Speaking anyway. of Santa. Speaking of Santa, our first headline this week. Uh, Santa Claus rescued from California power lines while making parachute candy delivery. Uh, in Sacramento, California last week, 200 California homes lost power uh, in a small suburban neighborhood when the Sacramento Fire Department had to come rescue a man dressed <laughs> as Santa Claus uh, from, the par- from the power lines in the neighborhood. Uh, when he was found dangling from a parachute. Uh, apparently, he was delivering candy via a, quote, hyper-light aircraft. This is according to local children. Uh, and and they had to come get him untangled and, 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 you know, check him out. It worked out. He didn't have any injuries. They got the power back on. It was okay. Uh, what I love about the story is there's no, there's no actual reveal about how he landed there. It doesn't actually say, which really? I think is very charming. No, <laughs> via a hyper light aircraft. This is this is this is a this is a legitimate news source. Um, so that's that's the story. Can't, I mean, I, you know, we can think- really laugh and make fun of this because the fact that he's okay. But like, can y'all just picture like a Santa dangling from a power line <laughs> and like just sitting there? Like old jolly feller, just kind of like hanging around. All the kids around. are gathering around. Swing like, out. finally, you, you're out here without your shield on. I've been meaning to sure. tell you the things I want. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Trying to hit him like a pinata, dropping candy. Like, and just did it, like was he still it. dropping candy while he was hanging from the power line? Or did he lose the candy already? That's I, what I want to know. I would hope he was throwing it, right, to encourage people to call the fire department. <laughs> like, yeah, help out. I would have been the kid that would have been down there scooping up all the candy and ran and left Santa to his own. Be like, hey, they right. will come get you, but I'm out. Yeah. This is so true. <laughs> Catch me on the naughty list. Yeah. Yeah, catch me on the naughty list. I already got my candy. That's yeah. a good thing. We don't have to be good anymore because yeah. Santa doesn't come to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's around. Yeah, he's around. What's what? your guys' second shot on this? I, I kind of – here's where I kind of thought about it. I, I kind of thought about, right, there that um, Santa was jumped out of his hopper light aircraft, whatever that Whatever it was. Um, and he's coming down in his parachute thinking he's going to go do something and then – these power lines, which you, you get kind of scared of, you, you think, if you're coming down a parachute, right? And and when things start going bad, he gets hung up by the power lines, but they also stop him from, you know, hitting the ground. So yeah. ultimately, he was okay. But you have to think that how scared he was of those power lines, right? Before that, that happened. <laughs> yeah. He was probably pretty scared when he realized that, that he was there was no sure. getting around it. I kind of saw this and I equated to, I think in life, a lot of times when we may be falling or we may be going through something rough that um, we, the thing that stops us, we don't realize was the life-saving 
thing that stopped uh-huh. us. The thing that seems scary. The, yeah, because it's like where we stop it is we don't think about it in the moment as being a good thing. It, it's tough. It's rough. It's it's the not what we wanted, right? Yeah. Um, he wanted to land on the ground safely, but but how it happened, he was still saved by something that could have been really scary and bad for him. And so I think that it, at times we have to realize um, we have to look for the good things that are happening for us. And I think this speaks really strongly in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like thinking, oh, it's a power line and, and look how bad the power, power line stopped him from doing it. Well, the power line actually saved him too. So, I mean, right. it, it is based on your perspective, but we, we too bad too many times when we lose the job that we didn't want and we land in this other job that we thought uh, this was a step down in our career, this is terrible, but yet if we, and, and it ends up being ter- terrible a lot of times because we manifest it into being that versus it could be a way to spark creativity or a change or something like we don't like that the, the boss mandates some changes and, and you travel more now or you don't here and there. Um, and too many times we let it be a bad thing mm-hmm. because we're not looking at it, yeah, the power line was scary as heck coming down, and it did end up wrecking his whole landing, but it also stopped and saved him, too. It's true. So you got to kind of reflect on that. Yeah. You know, uh, that's so true. I, I hadn't thought of it that way at all. The first thing I thought of actually was that concept, and Heath and I were just talking about this, that he learned when he was going through the process to become a pilot. And, and he, I remember him talking about this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this relates in so many ways. And I forgot what it's called, where somebody's ego is actually Macho attitude. Ma- okay, so it's just called macho attitude, which, I mean, we all know that But it's an actual, term, like, It's like thing. a defined term in the pilot world where you're so confident in whatever you're doing to your detriment, right? So confidence helps you in so many ways. It, it just obviously, you know, I, I think by and large, people who exude confidence tend to get further in life. But what they found, and correct me if I'm wrong in explaining this, was that when a pilot ultimately was, it was their fault, that a death or a tragedy or a crash, it was often attributed to this macho attitude where they just thought they could do anything. Right. And it led to extreme tragedy. So I was thinking about Santa and like, you know, he's just out there like with his macho attitude and gets stuck in the power lines. And it was, and we were talking about this because we were making, we were making a big sort of like life decision for us. And we were, um, I was actually kind of like meeting with somebody, interviewing her. And my concern was that because she had been become so elevated in her profession that mm-hmm. in dealing with us, I was concerned, is she going to have a macho attitude? For example, if there's, if we are ever at risk, is she going to, uh, I wish I could explain this better without telling you guys the circumstances. I know, I'm so curious. I'm like, oh, well, we'll eventually we'll, we'll get to it at okay. another time and place. But I was like, you know, does she not? And my big concern with speaking to her was to find out, does she have a macho attitude or not? And, and ultimately we found out she said, no, you know, I would seek outside help for this. I know here's what I don't know. She knew what she didn't know. And it's so reassuring when you are in the hands of somebody who admits what they know and is confident in that, but also admits what they don't know and when they would seek outside counsel. Mm. Doesn't it make you trust a leader's judgment and you'll jump on board much quicker when you know that that leader is somebody, if that leader comes in and says, this is the direction we're going. This is what we're doing. And if that is somebody who is easily able to say, I'm wrong, I don't know, I'm not strong here. And when they come in, though, and have something stern and comfortable like that, 
confident like that, mm-hmm. are you not 100% on board quick? Mm-hmm. But that person who's always confident on everything, you don't jump on board right. with. Right. Or who always, it's like everything's in their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing can be in everybody's wheelhouse. Yeah. Like sometimes, Santa, you need to have somebody else fly you. Where were the reindeer <laughs> that day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Jack of all trades, master of none. I, I thought the same thing. It's a whole lot of anticipation versus like actual event. Whoever planned this whole thing, they didn't, they didn't release the man's identity, to be fair. Uh, they said he was a man dressed as Santa Claus, though, to be fair, an imposter. Um, <laughs> obviously, this was like a sweet plan. Like, we're we're going to parachute into a neighborhood full of California kids. We're going to give them free candy. Like the one place you went wrong was the power lines, right? Like in your head, it was so perfect. It was all going to work. Macho attitude, like mm-hmm. you said. And then right before you hit the ground, right before you make a grand entrance, it all goes wrong. And suddenly <laughs> you're a goofy story in the news. Like it's so easy to think you've got it all planned out. It's all going to happen. It's all going to work. And then one little thing can turn it all over. So what's important is to stay humble, right? <laughs> Have realistic expectations and um, watch where your parachute is, I guess. <laughs> most notably. Yeah. The best and most important thing, that macho attitude that Jenny talked about, um, if you're trying to lead your family and or people and things like that, if you if it's almost like the cry wolf when you always are strongly confident about everything, it's okay and comes off more confident at times if you're willing to take a step back and say, this isn't my wheelhouse, I'm not sure, and I don't know, and people will get on board with you much quicker. And also, um, just because you land on those power lines and it does have you dangling there and you are the goofy story, it ultimately saved your life. So sometimes yeah, you're going to look back at a lot of those things, um, but let's try not to start have to wait to look back. Why not take some self-look and go, this thing where I've landed that I thought is not that great, ultimately – has been good and you look at it in that way and watch and see the things that are happening. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. Psst. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider provider for you and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre service fee and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code second shot and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. So I have to tell y'all, I'm going to start the segment out with a very funny Brighton story. Oh. So Brighton and mom on Saturday go oh. on errands. Uh-huh. And they come back and Brighton comes in and Brighton and I go out in the playhouse and we were out there because she was going to feed me quote unquote lunch in yeah. the playhouse. She's and we're a just, great chef. I believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just out there and I mean, I, they were going to run errands. It wasn't literally nothing thought about. And we're sitting there and she goes, oh, daddy, we got a surprise for you today. Good I go, Lord. really? <laughs> she goes, yeah, it's, it, we, we, we hid it under a blanket. I'm like, where's this blanket? <laughs> Do <in> tell, <laughs> The surprise, yeah, yeah, it was a surprise for you. Oh my god! Under gosh. the blanket, and I she and like, I went over and over and over it. 
like so many times about do not tell daddy. Do not tell daddy. <laughs> right. And she didn't tell you what it was. No, I, no, she didn't tell But she did quickly tell me that they've got a surprise uh, for me and it's under a blanket. It's just Aww. like we've crossed the threshold. Like we've crossed the threshold from being able to take her places and have her be unaware. Mm -hmm. For example, don't take her with you to the doctor for a personal appointment because then she'll do like weird exams on her babies. Okay. You know, it's just like, it's just, she understands too much, but she's not to the threshold where you can obviously, where you can ask her to keep a secret <laughs> because the second we got back and then he saw something with a blanket over it and thought that, that may or may not have been a surprise for him. Now that I've realized that Santa's not coming and I have to be Santa. <laughs> now, that, now that I realized on Saturday, oh shoot, it's me. I, I love that she was so excited by this idea. She could not contain She was like, I cannot wait to not say something. She tried. She probably held out for, what, a few minutes? And then she was like, Max. I got to tell you about this thing we're doing. Like, she's so into it. It's like a She super, just oh, nonchalantly man. did it, too. It wasn't right. like she said, Daddy, let me take something. She's, like, cooking me stuff and goes, oh, we got a surprise for you. Right. It was like, try to play it cool. Just like, it's just kind of a so normal it's, I love her, her, her attempts to, like, create conversation and stuff. Like, sometimes we'll be, like, laying there and she'll be like, so, Mom. What's your favorite animal? <laughs> it's just like so weird. Like yeah. she's trying to just like make conversation and be sociable, and it's just like the random things she says. The, the enthusiasm, though, right? She's so into it. I like. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. This next this next headline is not Christmassy, but it <laughs> we is about it. a person that literally makes my blood boil, and I think most Americans, like like in a poll of 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 hatred this person would rank really near the top they're up there all right so here's the headline reporter quits job and leaves husband after falling for jailed pharma bro Martin Shkreli, uh, a once prominent Bloomberg news reporter, uh, has, has landed in some hot water after she quit her job and left her husband to pursue a relationship with Martin Shkreli. Um, for those of you who don't know, Martin Shkreli gained notoriety a few years back by buying the rights to a drug used to treat an infection for AIDS and malaria and ca cancer patients, and his company raised the price of that drug from $13.50 per pill to over $750. So he's typically, as in, it's in the headline, is typically considered one of the most hated people in America. Um, Shkreli is currently serving a seven-year sentence for uh, lying pyramid about... Scheme. Yeah, pyramid scheme, lying about a hedge fund he ran. Um, what's interesting is this Bloomberg reporter was doing some stories on him, and she's got to interviewing him, talking to him, and slowly over time, she began to kind of fancy the man. She started missing uh, marriage counseling with her husband. Her husband said, hey, you're getting in too far here. This is too much. She said, no, you're crazy. They ended up splitting. Uh, her, 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 her boss and HR rep at Bloomberg had her come in and sit down, and they were like, you're going way too far here. She ends up quitting. Uh, she's all in on this guy. She's crazy about him. Currently, they can hug and they can kiss, but she's in prison, so there's not a whole lot they can do. But what's really interesting is um, after after Elle broke the story, this came out last Sunday about this, uh, Martin Shkreli completely stopped talking to her. <laughs> Cut off contact 110% because he oh, thought, oh, the only reason God. we're in a relationship is because you're trying to get a story on me. And she, she, she's been super apologetic. No, that's not what it's about at all. She's going to bat for him on the internet. Like, give him a break. He's not that bad, guys. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> well, she even froze her eggs, you guys. For yeah. him, she hadn't done this for her relationship with her husband. You know, to have a relationship with her husband, but she did freeze her eggs for this dude. So for she could pharma, have, bro. Yes, yeah, she could have children with Shkreli upon his release from jail. Frozen eggs. Let me tell you something. If I was her husband's friend... He would hate me. The worst thing, not a, here's bad when you when you get divorced, but it's worse if your wife leaves you for a farmer bro in jail. Like that's how bad like a you current convict. Like you, yeah. it, it, the most hated person in marriage. Like like she leaves you for 
the absolute worst. Yeah. Like, he's not even, like, this hated, like, he's not even, like, hated he's not even and like rich a Rob, still He's not, anymore. like, a Robin Hood or, like, yeah. something cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he's, he's not even rich anymore, and he's in jail, and he's hated. Like, and he did, like, the worst, he made must, money in the worst way possible. Yeah, so, you've got to be, like, one of the worst people in the world as her husband for her to leave so, you for him. <laughs> so there's a great, there's a great video about Martin Shkreli. It came out of Vice. It uh -huh. was, like, a couple months after he the big price hike from his company, right? $1,350 to $750 for people who are already suffering from cancer, AIDS, malaria. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a reporter who goes over to his place and plays chess with him. It's like 20 minutes. You can watch it on YouTube. He is like the most humble, nice dude ever in that video. He is totally normal. He's like, I don't get what the big deal is. Like people overblow the stuff about me. I'm just trying to be like a business person. He's like the most chill guy. And it's important to understand, like oh. we see the headlines. We see that he is a bad dude. And it's because he is. He's a psychopath. But in yes, but in person he can present as, oh no, I'm totally cool. That stuff's not real. Like, and that's, that's I, think how that's, I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, like you should watch that video. It's a really psychopath. Chilling. That's how a psychopath yeah. is. Yeah. So you think she was just really like fooled by him? I, I mean, maybe there's a little. He fooled a lot there, of people right? for a long time. I mean, so he obviously has some of that going for right. him. Right. Like you have yeah, to be yeah. a special kind of person to to do that and still take interviews and still go public and be like, oh, I'm totally normal. It's fine that we're doing this to people. Like yeah. this is this is how the system works. Like it, he's he's a really interesting character and she is obviously completely fallen head over her heels for him she reminds me of uh, what harley quinn and the joker yeah right like <laughs> yeah. totally fallen for him in arkham arkham penitentiary um what, what what's what, your what second we, shot what do you think about this oh my gosh first of all i think it's important to note that bloomberg when seeing that their journalist was being biased let her go mm -hmm. journalists are getting the worst rap ever you guys know that that's been my longtime profession now i do more of like talk kind of stuff and but but anyway I just, that's just as an aside, as I have this platform right now, you know, it, you, you don't get to be a journalist and also be biased. You don't get to journal, be a journalist and also date the person you're covering. You don't get to be a journalist and also even have, they saw tweets where they felt like she was supporting him. You're not allowed to do that. Like yeah. that, that does not Not real work. journalists. There not may be journalists. people that are media talking heads. Right. And right. that's where people got to stop. Well, and Thank even us right the now, same we're being commentators. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, we're, we're being more of a commentator role Correct. right now. We're not out here presenting both sides. It's a fun show. It's light. It's, you know. Our opinions. It's, it's our not. opinions and stuff like that. But but Bloomberg, I mean, this girl went to Mizzou, one of the most prestigious journalism schools in the country, by yeah. the way. This is, it's a highly regarded school. Most of the big names in journalism went there. So it's just, it's like just so wild. I guess when I look at a second shot is that, and I don't want to put a positive spin on this, but I just couldn't help but think mm -hmm. like. And I didn't, and I formulated the second shot before I knew about this guy having these really um, psychopathic tendencies. Yeah. But I guess I was just thinking about, man, gosh, there's a match for everybody. I, gosh, there's something out, you know, that there's 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 love and affinity and attraction and and just connection with everybody. I mean. Who knows? If, I mean, like, I don't know about the guy. He, he's done a lot of people wrong, right? Oh, I don't. Yeah. Who am I to say if he's not reformed, if he's not changed? That's not, like, on me. That's, like, between him and God. And I guess if he has this woman who wants to leave her job and everything out there, then, you know, have at it. I guess th that was just the first thing I thought of because I just remember so many times throughout my life and th throughout my girlfriend's lives and, you know, when we're just like, man... Is, you know, I've got these weird idiosyncrasies about me. Is there anybody for me? Right. And I think it's, it's like that show Love After Lockup. Yeah. Have you, I'm sure, I'm, I say, I have you guys ever seen this? Of course you haven't. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I'm like, I've thought about that during that show. And during that show, there are sometimes people who have been reformed who yeah. do 
make this connection and find somebody. So, you know, who am I to say that that they shouldn't find love? But I definitely feel for her ex-husband. Well, there's definitely, like, it says in there she's been, like, joining, like, inmate, like, relationship support, support groups, groups. And, and, and being really vocal and going to bat and saying, hey, like, he's he's not a bad dude. Come on. Like, for all we know, that's exactly what it is. Maybe maybe they're perfect. Who knows? Maybe he laid it all out for him and was like, look, like, on God, here's the kind of person I am, and this is me, and she's into it. Like, I mean, you, you're right. There is somebody out there for everybody. I do believe that. I, I sit there and I look at it and I think about this. Um, you know, her leaving her husband, Martin Squirrelly, all these stupid, crazy things, right? That old saying of the grass is not always greener on the other side. Like, um, there are times in relationships and in work relationships, right? Like in working mm -hmm. for companies or doing those things that we spend too much time on a ladder looking over our eight-foot fences at our neighbor's grass admiring it that we don't water our own damn grass. Our grass doesn't look that good because the neighbor's over there watering it. If yeah. we would spend more time watering our grass we we would have grass like that but we spend too much time looking at what others are what others have or going to be and if there's anything that 2020 has taught me it is that the things that i have and the people that i have in my life i'm very appreciative of the people that i've worked with it that have shut down and been out you know it has showed me a lot of those things and it's also helped me realize and look and, and not be thinking about you know, it's like a focus on, on becoming versus being, right? Like, I've, I've, I've never been a very good at staying in the moment, and 2020 has helped bring that to light. Mm -hmm. and, and when I think, when this story happens, it's like she's all over the place going stuff, and it's like, man, just water your own grass. Mm, yeah, Stop like looking at everybody else's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Look at your own deal. Like, like, you, like you're not going to go to another relationship and everything be hunky-dory. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. You have to work on it. Like, like the idea that it's it should be a regular common thing that when you're married you're going to counseling regularly or you're talking about those things regularly and you're working on your relationship because if you just thinking about situations in your own that get tough and you're not willing to look back and reflect and, and water your own grass and try to work on it it, it, it doesn't matter the relationship you go to if you're not going to water your own grass if you're not going to water your own relationship work on your own relationship then the next one is is not going to last either the next one will burn out as well mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter where you're at and we think about your career you'll look at all these other careers these other places they offer some a little bit more money or something this and that but yet if you're not willing to work and grow on your own soil does not matter what you change to it will always not work out for you mm. oh that's so good babe it's true you do have to you do i mean you got to work on it it's true but i think that it's tempting when there's an issue to think well you know, so-and-so's husband doesn't do that. So-and-so's yeah, yeah. wife doesn't do that, you know, and, and to, to look at them and think, well, what did I get stuck with? I mean, yeah. I, not, <laughs> I don't think that, but it's just like <laughs> over the, you know, over the course of time, things, things do happen. And, and it's, it's so easy to look at what other people have and think that jumping is the right decision. Right. Um, but, but then you may find out that that man that you fell in love with is incarcerated and that's unfortunate. So Christmas story. Water your own grass. Mm -hmm. Love your own family. Love your own things. You don't need more things, different things, or different people or different relationships. You may just need to work and water on your own. We'll be back in the middle of the third segment of Second Shot. 
You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Go pick it up today. I'm starting off hot on a shaming on Christmas Eve. I'm not going to, sh- I know I am going to just shame as hard <laughs> as I can. I don't care if it's Christmas Eve. Here it is. Leave us a rating and review people. Yeah. Please, please share it. Share this episode with your friends and family. Maybe somebody needs to hear it this holiday season. Share it. Be nice. Be friendly. It helps us and it helps people find <laughs> Maybe us. Maybe someone needs to. Someone needs to water their grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Send it to them. You sure. need them to get out of your yard. <laughs> <laughs> and water their own grass. Well, then maybe send it to them. I did. I have gotten a couple of messages from people saying, I cannot figure out how to leave a rating or review. Yeah. And then I go through it with them and then they don't end up leaving one. And I think because you have to scroll, like you have to scroll all the way down. So they'll just post it in the Facebook page or something like that. But um, heads up, you have to scroll all the way down from this episode on iTunes and then you'll be able to leave it. And share it on Instagram or Facebook and stuff and tag us on it. Yeah. And we'll repost you, yep. especially if it's like from a business account or something you want to promote, we'll, we'll help promote you. We'll promote you right back. Mm. Boom. So we had, you had a little question and this is right up Zach's alley. This is, this up is my so alley. off script film review. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, which of these classics is the best Christmas movie ever made? Boy, so there's been a bracket going held up by Nexstar in Dallas here. Oh, that's uh, my parent company. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Small world. Shout out to Nexstar. Yeah. Well, yeah, I sent this because we've been talking about it on the show too, and I just thought oh, it was okay. fun. Good people over there. So before yeah. we hear what theirs is there, yeah, what's yours, Zach? Favorite Christmas film? Favorite Christmas movie. Do you, is there anything that, that just jumps out? I got okay, so I got a big affinity for Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, my my folks are from Michigan originally, and they moved down to Texas before they had me. But they brought a lot of that white Christmas spirit down. So mm-hmm. lots of like old Christmas specials and like the Rankin mm-hmm. Bass stop motion movies and and all of those. Uh, my favorite Christmas film is probably Christmas Vacation. Right. I know it's a generic answer, but like that's one of those movies. The older I get, the more I feel myself yes. sliding into like Clark Griswold's <laughs> insanity as of being an adult and trying to manage a family, and then the rest of the family during Christmas. Uh, close second is a Christmas story. That's the story of a kid's Christmas, yep. right? Like that's that's a very childish version of Christmas. So those those are, those are my two picks. What about you guys? Those are good picks. I think that you're going to be close on the bracket. I think those are some favorites. I don't think mine's yeah. gonna. I don't think mine even made the bracket, but still. My all-time favorite Christmas movie has always been and probably always will be uh, The Nutcracker from 1986 specifically. Mm. It was done by the Pacific Northwest Ballet. I'm from Idaho. That was from the Pacific Northwest. And there's wow. not a lot of movies made there in general. <laughs> so it was – and that was during the era of me, like, getting really into ballet. When you watch it now, though, it's honestly a little creepy because it's almost like – it's a live performance, but then they have like these weird big heads, you know, to make it look like animated, but it's on the people. And then there's, um, there's like the drunk uncle and he very much plays the drunk uncle. And even as a kid, I remember thinking that's a little weird. I think this is a show for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the big Christmas party and stuff. But, um, but I, we watched it every year. I just loved it. I think it's a classic just like in, in the arts and can kind of introduce classical music and, and classical dance and performing arts to kids. So I do love it, but I think I'll look for a, maybe a more modern version for Brighton so that she doesn't get weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is lame and okay. generic. 
What? A Christmas story. Oh, I mean, it's, it's not lame. One. It's good. I mean, it the is. Lamp. That's, uh, as a kid growing up, everybody knows the 24 hours yeah. of Christmas story on TNT, on TNT, right? Starting on Christmas Eve. Like, like in our house and everything, that just was on replay all day yeah. long. Yeah. My, my cousin, Coy, like literally... As a kid, looked just like Ralphie. Really? So like, <laughs> he he literally it was it was always a joke and funny. I like see that. Coy's pictures are the same age as Ralphie. They were identical. <laughs> That's so crazy. And so it was always funny. And like nothing is better than fa ra 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 ra. You know, like the on. Tra- I mean, it just is. Yeah. The, the lamp. Like I want the lamp in our house. My producer Kenya got one for her house. Yes, really? she got I love the lamp. Yes. A Christmas story just. Just has to be. I mean, it just is. It's a good one. It's a good one, and 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 I, it's one of those that I can watch it every. I'm not a big person who watches movies over. Yeah. And if I watch it once, I watch it once. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a Christmas story, I can I can do it. I still mm-hmm. laugh every year, like the Ovaltine bit. Like yeah. The kid finding out the whole his whole dream is just a like commercial is so great. Um, <laughs> I love. Here's a question I got for you, Zach. Yeah. You big film guy, big movie guy. Love yeah. them all. Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, yes or no? <laughs> it's a big debate. I don't Die know. Hard being a Christmas I movie. Don't, I like don't it? even know what it is, but I hear the word Die Hard and yeah. that is not that. Okay, so you got to look up. But Die Hard it's is a not... massive debate of if it's a Christmas How? movie. It? Well, it Christmas look movie. it up. You'll see. You'll so, so Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah. John McClane is arriving in New York at Nakatomi Plaza, where his wife's wife's Christmas party is. That's the whole reason it happens. The and cover the of it like has fire and Correct. stuff. Well, right. But, yeah. but you got to watch because the whole movie though is around. Yeah, Christmas. the, the, the terrorists led by Hans Gruber, played brilliantly by Alan Rickman, are only there to break into the Nakatomi vault and they have to do it when there's a bunch of people there so the cops won't know that it's like a big terrorism thing. So they do it on Christmas Eve. So the whole movie only works because it's Christmas Eve. So yes, I, I'd say like Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas movie, but it's not. That can happen any time of year. It just happens to be set next to Christmas. So, so you are a yes on the Die Hard is a Christmas. Begrudgingly, movie. yes. Yeah, Kay. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think it has a lot of Christmas themes. Um, but as an action film, it's great. And yeah, it, it is kind of a Christmas movie. Also, it's, just, it's, it's worth, like for the worth atheists mentioning. I've, I've got a message from the the ghost of, of Matt, our producer, uh-huh. who said I need to mention uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Which is oh also excellent. Yes. I, that movie's yes. super good, and I'll tell you why. Because Michael Caine pl- puts out like an Academy Award-winning performance, a worthy performance, next to a bunch of puppets. He plays it straight. He's like crying. It's like super serious, and he's in a room full of Muppets, and like it totally works. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Story is good stuff. What do you guys Christmas think Carol, about like It's one. a Wonderful Life? Uh, so I watch It's a Wonderful Life every single new uh, Christmas Eve mm-hmm. with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my mom, that's one that my mom likes to watch every year. Too. I love that movie. Not only because I feel like I have a lot in relation to George Bailey because I got a trickier, uh-huh. but like because it's a great movie that reminds you like, hey, maybe the things you worked on this year, maybe your goals that you didn't reach, like they don't break you as a person. You're not broken uh. because you didn't manage to accomplish the things you set out to accomplish. Like, it's so much more than that. Life is so much bigger than that. It's a I phenomenal it's a message. It's a phenomenal. Sometimes I have a hard time entering the depth of that movie because, yeah. as Heath knows, when I go in, I yeah. go all in with the movie. I'll feel it for days. <laughs> I've heard that that's called, like, an empath or something like that. But, I mean, yeah. I will. I have to be very conscious about what I watch and what I intake because I will, like – feel it for days so sometimes i worry like if i if i sit and watch this movie i'm gonna feel it all yeah and like i might be in like sort of this low kind of just 
I don't know. I want Christmas to be really light and airy, and I do deal with so much depth on the regular. But I do, but I do love the message of it. And I've just been thinking about: Am I gonna, am I gonna go in and do it this year or not? I love it. I, I think if you don't get at least a little emotionally misty-eyed by the end of It's a Wonderful Life, you need to come in from the cold. That's what I think. That movie's good stuff. So, <laughs> so here's here's what I'd like to know. Okay. Okay. Go to Second Shop Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I would like to know what your favorite Christmas movie is. If you've got something. Different than what we've said. Maybe a little untraditional. Maybe it's a, do you have the debate on the diehard? Go to the Second Shot Facebook group. Join it um, and let us know. You also, secondshotcast at gmail.com. You shoot us an email. Got any questions or anything you want to bring up or any topics you want us to talk about, shoot it our way. Be more than happy to hear it. Zach, you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, but you wait, can, hold on. What was what, the what, what was the top? What was the winner the in the Christmas movie it's bracket? Not, it's not over yet. I think oh, they're going oh, down to Christmas, okay, but okay. I have their top two. Oh. Oh, okay. Their top two films are Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and A Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Old School, we found out last year, is actually a little creepy, too. It's kind of creepy. Hold on, why? Like, wait till you I, see it as an adult. I've watched it twice this year. Wait, really? It's I'm, all like creaky and like okay look i love those stop motion movies those rankin bass movies fun fact those were all outsourced to japan none of those were made by english speakers which means in a way that's japanese animation before anybody else in america knew it oh fascinating fact interesting stuff frosty was og anime yes you can find me talking about movies and more at off script film review that's my podcast we do every single tuesday this tuesday coming up we're talking about wonder woman 1984 and disney pixar's soul both are coming out on christmas find out more about them on our show and yes leave a rating and review for second shot come on people Come on, people. Okay, gosh, we're just, we just keep shaming people. Okay, so Instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. We're posting all kinds of um, just motivational quotes and updates on the show, etc. And I will also see you in the Second Shot group. I will figure out how to get the surprise out of Brighton before Christmas. No, I can guarantee you. Don't, you guys. Um, hey, guys, I know 2020 has been rough for a lot of people. But I want to tell you something. There's a lot of great things. Um, that have come out of it as well. And I hope that you take time through these holidays to realize and appreciate no matter how tough it's been or not been, the things that truly are on your side of the fence that you can help, that, that you can be grateful for and, and help a helping hand if somebody else needs it as well. Um, we do truly love you guys. We are so appreciative and grateful of the listeners. And I hope you all have a very, very Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. And we'll see you back um, on the next time. We love you all. Bye.